All right. Um, so like ready? Ready to do the show? Let's do it. You know, it would be helpful because I always the the cold start is rough. You have uh-huh. to sing to me. Here it comes, right on time. It's another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. Small Town Scuttlebutt is the show where we find out what the people have to say. Traffic lights that are time wrong makes my 109 way long. CVS receipts are wasteful, Facebook posts that are not tasteful. Small Town Scuttlebutt. That is Rick, he's a daddy, wrote those posts that drove you mad. I am Mike, I work with kids, I do the things you wish you did. Rick does stand-up, stays at home. Mike, you're a nerd, you live alone. We'll both tell you how to live, so much advice we have to give. We made this podcast just for you. Here is Rick Fink Jr. and Mike Page. And Kathy Ferris. (laughs) Hey, everybody, this is the last episode of season one and i'm kind of excited to be here with my friends kathy ferris to my left and mike page straight ahead um i'm actually sitting on his lap <laughs> yeah it's really awkward <laughs> it is but we've got a ventriloquist show he, he's, <laughs> yeah. we've almost gotten the timing right <laughs> that that hand is very uncomfortable you're telling me okay um so anyway here we are recording from the podcast studio in my basement i always like to tell you a little bit of something about it and one thing i did not ever tell you is that i painted these walls with benjamin moore saybrook sage hc114 and if you're not into interior design uh let me just tell you that this is one of the hottest colors right now i would describe it as lichen on a tree that's mm-hmm. that color. That's pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just not as fuzzy. This is a, right. I think, a, I believe an eggshell finish. Okay, and um, I noticed some things in uh, getting ready for the show here. To my left, Kathy's got her phone out, and I saw her apps, and she has a TJ Maxx app. What on earth do you do with a TJ Maxx app? Uh, save a lot of money and find bargains. Ooh, cool. Look fashionable in between all that. Okay. All right, if you say so. Yeah, it did. First of all, do you ever shop at like a TJ Maxx or Marshalls? No. You can't. You can't just go in half-ass. You you have to be on top of your game. It's always hit or miss. So you have to you have to know what's going on. Okay. If you want something, you can't be impulsive. You just got to go and get it because it's not going to be there the next time you're there. I find you see. You say it's hit or miss. I feel like if you're a woman, it's hit or miss. If you're a man, it's just flat out miss every time. They have a a great selection of flannel pajamas. Sometimes they'll have slippers. And otherwise, anything that a man might want, nope. Yeah. My oh, they oh. they have so many oh, here's colognes sh- here's that you never shirt. want to wear. Here's no. a shirt you might like. It's triple XL. Does that fit you? No? Sorry. This- Are you a size 26 waist with 42 inseam? No? Oh, sorry. These pants won't fit you either. Do you remember, do you remember uh, a couple episodes back, if you're just joining us now, listen to a couple episodes back, when I was talking about my whole theory about how middle-aged men can get away with murder, it's because when you go to Marshall's, there's only five shirts. Everybody has to wear the same. It's like a school uniform for middle-aged men. So the only thing that's different is your personality, your marriage status, and your hair. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I just want to point out uh, with Mike, who likes to make fun of my hair, 
It's it's not like I don't have a flowing mane. I don't have the lock. I don't have the hockey hair that I had in high school. But hockey, I do wear hockey, hockey hair. hair. It's a little What's longer that? in the back. Oh, okay, I like okay. how it, some some folks call it a mullet. <laughs> no, not the same because when you wear your hockey hair, like the hair comes tuck, comes out the back, right? Like yeah, right, right. Yager. There's some influences. You're absolutely that, right because I had a mullet up until <laughs> the pandemic. Yes. I grew my mullet out. I mean, I loved it. <laughs> I loved yeah. it. Yeah. So I get it. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have that anymore, but what I do have, I wear very well, so your insults Agreed. don't hurt me. Right. Um, and I know you're just poking fun. I need to poke fun at your haircut today because- Go for it. This is going to be pretty rough. It looks Hitler-esque, and I'm not kidding. It's high and tight on the on the sides and around wow. back, and then it's got this rug on top that you could part it and just skim it over, and if you gave yourself that Charlie Chaplin uh, mustache and just walked around with your arm up at a- what is that? A seventy-degree angle. I have you, no idea. you would be. Well, I'm hesitant to say this because it's a family show. No, but it's not. I, I'm going to do a Mike Page here and give you some uh, useless trivia. Okay. I mean, um, party trivia. Uh-huh. Do you know who invented sex dolls? Hitler. Hitler. Yeah, everyone knows that. You guys knew this. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. no idea. Oh I'm yeah. Apparently not up on. Wait. I thought you were jumping in to help me out. That's what your contribution was? Yeah. Can, can, can so, I say something? Okay, so here's what I'll say. Wait, hold on. I have to back up. Yep. I made that answer up. You did? Yeah. No, it's true. Okay, it's so true. you need to tell us more about this. Okay, so um, I was talking to my daughter the other day, you know, when you have that bonding time, and she said, um, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know who invented sex dolls? And I said, no. She said, I'm going to actually make you look this up. And I said, I don't want this in my search history. (laughs) Um, But I did it anyway. (laughs) Because there's really some crazy stuff in my search history. I bet there is. More so about Heath Ledger than anything else. But anyway. Mm -hmm. um, And so I looked it up. And so it's interesting that you said this thing about Hitler. And I thought, I have a piece of information. You know, when you're doing a podcast, you think, like, I should take stuff you know, from my height of intelligence and, and incorporated it. And so yeah. there, there you go. So okay. how do we know that he invented it? Does he have a patent on it or? Um, well, I Googled it and that's what they said. Oh. So every time um, I buy a sex doll, because I go through these things pretty quickly, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, the Hitler estate gets, gets, gets a dime. Ah, I'm out. No more sex dolls for me, Mike. Well, mm. so anyway, in defense of my haircut, um, yes, I have a. Yeah, back to that thing. Yeah. Um, it's I, really bad. I'm sorry. I, I, I do I not like it. I disagree with you more. I went I went to Jordan. I got a great a great cut. It looks like you lost a bet, and I cut it. I um, don't think so. Well, how did you ask for it? I said, I, I showed Make him. Make me look like a fool? Well, here's the thing. I have a new barber now because David is now at Matt's on Menden, mm-hmm. uh, a, little, a little far away. Uh, so I'm now going to this guy Jordan. I showed him a picture of how I used to have it pre-quarantine. I mm-hmm. said I want this. I want this back. Um, I would. It's you describe it as a Hitler haircut. For anybody that watches Peaky Blinders, I would describe it more as the 1920s Peaky Blinders haircut. Yeah, um, I agree with that. There's a hard part uh, where the part is actually shaved in. It's uh, nice and nice and uh, short. Close skin fade on the sides. Okay. And uh, a short sweep over on top. It's super important when you go in to actually give them reference points or a picture. Um, that's just some advice that 
uh, Heather from J3, who's a sponsor of ours, says that if you have a picture. So like the last time I went in, I took the picture of Owen Wilson from Wedding Crashers <laughs> and I was like, I want this. <laughs> she pulled it off. Good job, Heather. 42 extra Thank long you. Baba Ganoush special. <laughs> All right, so um, that's wrapping up our welcome section segment of this show. I just wanted to say that um, we've had a lot of fun doing the show, and if you've enjoyed listening to it, we really do need to stress that we need more people. We want to build up this this army of listeners, the bungholes. Did we decide on that? I don't know, Kathy. I, no, I, I said scuttle buddies. You said scuttle buddies doesn't sound like I. I don't know how many people reached out to you and said I love bungholes because I got a text saying scuttle buddies is the answer and i would love to know if anybody reached out to you to say yes to bungholes no people typically don't talk to me right so i so don't they hear comment from on much. him but they, they don't comment. Talk sure to people <laughs> people give me a wide berth as i walk through the grocery store the yeah. sidewalks the post office wherever Okay, so uh, folks, if you like what we're listening, if what you're listening to, you got to spread the word, you got to tell people. We've got about 3,000 downloads so far. I don't know what that means when it translates into listeners because you can stream it and you can like listen to your friend in the car. Like, we probably have, I'm conservative estimate, probably 250,000 listeners every week. Probably, that sounds I mean, safe. that's how I think. I don't think they're counting Iceland accurately, so probably that's true. That's true. And remember, we're huge in Brazil, so <laughs> um, business, Michael, what's going on, bro? Um, I moved. Mm. Uh, to an undisclosed location, okay. but uh, everyone has been reaching out and texting because they saw the U-Haul in my driveway. Yeah, and I was getting phone calls from people that I didn't realize had my phone number. <laughs> I don't know how they have my phone number, but I was getting text messages mm-hmm. uh, from a slew of people going, "I saw a U-Haul in your driveway. Uh, where where are you going? Are you still going to be in town?" Or what? so uh, I'm keeping my new location a secret. And I am looking forward to my brief uh, stint of anonymity because I'm not used to people not knowing when I am and I'm not home. Okay, Kaiser Soze. I would say something like, I'd like to tell you about the witness protection program <laughs> forbids me from doing so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, what's going on in your world? Uh, well, are we doing old business? Is that what we're doing? Uh, just business? Just business. Let's just morph it into one okay. thing. What's, what, what do you have on your mind? Well, I was listening to last week's episode and um i agree with the 2999 other people who download that this is a this is quite the podcast but i was disappointed in myself and in mike for not bringing up the fact that you referenced when we were um talking to the baristas Mm -hmm. first of all hard-hitting interview like that was great i thought so uh, you referenced the, we were talking about the secret menu, and you referenced Glamour Magazine oh, yeah. um, citing it. And mm-hmm. none of us just stopped for a second and asked this 44-year-old man? 44 uh, and a half. 44 and a half. Um, why you are reading Glamour Magazine? Um, number one, the sex tips, okay? Number two, the advertisements. Oh, my God. I can't get enough of that. Don't even say articles because I'm not going to buy I don't know them. what kind of foundation to buy. I have to see what Glamour. Yeah, he likes the free samples. Yep. Um, He's li- a stay-at-home dad. Kat. I like He's to gotta- rub the um, perfume pages all over my neck and give myself paper cuts and yeah. 
Glamour Les- magazine Leslie, is not. Leslie, I can explain why I smell like this. <laughs> <laughs> is this Glamour came today? Yeah. <laughs> is this Leslie's subscription or like where do you find this? I find it on this thing called the internet, Kathy. I just what? Google. In fact, if you listen to that episode, you can hear me typing in. Yeah, furiously <laughs> typing. His, yeah. His phone was connected to the uh, Roadcaster Pro mixer, mixing yeah. board. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And he's googling it, so you hear. Yeah. So what That's I did, good. and and the and the uh, Glamour article came up first. So I don't subscribe to Glamour, but I have perused through it, and uh, that Cosmo's way better. Cosmo's a little more scandalous. Glamour's more like mature. Yes, mm. I, I don't. Yeah, know. I think I think Glamour is more like if if we compared it to salsa, it would be like mild. Yeah. And Cosmo would be bold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would seventeen be? Out of your out of your age range. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Illegal. Okay. <laughs> well, Better. I have um, some new business, and you know what? This was all pre-recorded, so Mike, just hit the red button. All right, with me is a woman by the name of Julie Zinzer, and you might want to know. Julie Zinzer is the woman that Mike Page was uh, ridiculing for bad driving last week. And we all had fun with the idea. I mean, how do you not make fun of someone backs a car up into a fence? But she apologized via a written or a typed letter offering her phone number. And so I think that you are just a wonderful woman, Julie, and a great person in this community. And I wanted to get your side of this story because all Mike said is someone came in. Knocked my fence down. How do you do that? <laughs> and uh, there's more to this story. So let's hear your side. Um, so I was I was not the one that was driving that day. It was um, my daughter who is getting her license. You know, she's pretty new at driving. She had actually driven all the way to Natick and back that day without any problems. But um, I think the working theory is, you know, we were pulled in there. We were stopped. And she was just had her foot on the brake. And then I don't know what happened, but she panicked and thought she had her foot on the gas. Yep. So then stepped really hard on the brake or stepped really hard on the gas <laughs> and um, went through the fence. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. How how old is she now? 15 with a learner's permit? She's 16. 16. Okay. Well, we all make mistakes and um, not everybody owns up to them. So to you and your daughter, Julia, I'm declaring small town scuttlebutt citizens of the week. So congratulations. Aww. Thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah, and shame <laughs> on Mike. We'll make we'll call him the Karen of the week. <laughs> what a complainer! <laughs> you did the right thing. Thanks a lot. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that's my business for the week. Um, I guess we'll just move on. Wait, um, I have one thing to say. What? To what? This. No, we, we, what? I like the consistency here in Medfield because what we do as parents is we just blame it on the kid. If we if we murder skunks, yep. we have the, we have our kids. It was her son. That's right. right. If we just just arbitrarily go around knocking down fences, we blame our kid. Yeah, learner's permit. It's the teenager. I feel like it's like the new logo now. The the new slogan: "Instead of life is good, blame the kid." <laughs> well, I think the Zinzer family is um, a okay in my book. Oh yeah, no, they're fine. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have to pay to fix the fence. All right, let's get but, to Rick's. But I right. applaud you for surreptitiously. Uh, reaching out um, to her and getting a phone call and, of course, recording it. Yeah, I had to uh, reach out to your girlfriend and I said, get a picture of that letter, send it to me so I can get in touch with them, and that's how we did it. So thank you. Shout out to Allie. I know you're listening. Uh, Time for Rick's rundown. Hit the orange button, Michael. Hang on. Did you really get it from Allie? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Allie. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's, it's time, time for Rick's, Rick's Rundown. Rundown. Mike, you gotta turn that down, buddy. Let's go. Act like you've been there before. Thank you. All right, guys. Rick's Rundown brought to you by nobody. But that can change in season two when you can buy the sponsorship for that spot. Who do you think is going to buy it, Mike? Crayola? Get them um, on that. Ideally. Um, I don't know that it's going to be Crayola. I think we might want to reach out to some of the other local businesses. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm thinking maybe, well. Well, we're going we'll, national we'll, soon. We'll wait for them to buy this. spot. Dude, we're going big time. You're right. Big time. You're right. Maybe Glamour Magazine or Diabetes Today. Who yeah. knows? Let's diabetes. cross our fingers. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about Walpole Uncensored. It's a new Facebook page that Mike found. And God, this Mike can't stop laughing about it. So I'm excited to hear about that. Then we're going to get uh, on to some reader mail or listener mail, I should say. Uh, and then I got a piece with Coach Kenny Small Jr. of the Kingsbury Club and his uh, basketball program there. We'll do the news with Megan, and then we've got uh, our special guest, Rep- State Representative Sean Dooley, will be here in the office, uh, with the studio, uh, and that'll be it. And then we're going to close the show up. We'll say goodbye to you guys. We'll take a couple weeks off or whatever. We'll get that to that later. So Walpole Uncensored, Mike, what's this all about? Okay, Walpole Uncensored is a group that I was invited to join uh, last week. It was created on August 23rd. And it has already been shut down. This group, <laughs> I'm telling you, awesome. This, immediately, open it up. If it was so, shut down, it, it it's probably a great thing. It's been archived. <laughs> you can you can find it. You can read through the comments. Um, I will say, if you've ever questioned your town, wherever you live, and you've said, "My God, how are people in this town so small-minded?" Mm-hmm. Go look at Walpole Uncensored, and you will feel great about <laughs> your town. I was going through these posts like. Who are these people? Give us some examples. Uh, well, it's been shut down, but um, look through the ar- well, be well, like Mario. Look, well, hang th- on. look through the you're, archives. You're trying to derail me. I was I was making a point here. Oh. I, we'll, we'll get to some of that. Sorry. So this was immediately the worst group that I've ever been a part of on Facebook. So thank you, Walpole. You never disappoint. It was a total train wreck. My favorite <laughs> thing about it, though, is the the admin was absolutely shocked and appalled. That she had to keep adding new rules. So it started off just uh, Walpole Uncensored. And the cover photo was like, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> like, okay, okay, all right, sure. Setting the table for a Where good- Where do I join? Yeah, <laughs> good civil discussion. So then she's appalled at what people are posting. Mm. So she keeps adding new rules. Okay. And she keeps going, I can't believe I have to say this, but. <laughs> and then here's a new rule. And then people are like, so it's not? Walpole uncensored. It's Walpole with a lot of rules, and she's like, "I don't know what to do because I'm hearing it from both sides." And, mm-hmm. uh, but she called it Walpole uncensored. How surprising is this that your group immediately got derailed by like total yahoos? Yeah, it's called Walpole uncensored. Who do you think is going to join this group? First of all, right, and. What did you expect when you created it and called it Walpole Uncensored? Yeah. You don't throw the word uncensored in a name if you're looking for civil discourse. That's that's a name of like, what's your crazy theory? Here's a safe space for you to throw it out there. I, I think I know what she was trying to shoot for. She just used the wrong word. Right. Instead, but, of, instead of Walpole, what was it? Uncensored. Uh, uncensored. She probably meant something like Walpole, like... Uh, I don't know. What's 
speaks your mind. Yeah, no. well, you remember like Walpole, MTV Unplugged. Walpole you know, there's civilized discourse. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It's um, funny. So she's so somehow she was surprised, even though the town had the Confederate flag at their football games this past season. Mm-hmm. Their mascot was the Rebels, and Dixie was the fight song. Yeah, like you, you're talking. Walpole. How <laughs> right. surprising is any of this? Okay. So anyway, the um, the cover photo has changed. Yep. It now says Walpole uncensored, uncensored ish, like mostly kind of uncensored. I mean, I tried. <laughs> um, the about section has completely changed. The rules are gone, and now it just says, "My apologies, Walpole couldn't handle a group like this." <laughs> So, <laughs> ah, that's awesome. This, this group was like, I mean, if if you spent 2020 feeling like you grew as a person, yeah, Walpole Uncensored is not your group. Yeah. Walpole Uncensored is the space for everybody that feels offended by what 2020 had to offer, and they're like, uh, not, not on my watch. Yeah, I think that last week when we talked about the template for people to have on Google about when you hit people's fences. There should also be another template that you have when you start a group on <laughs> Facebook and then you have to add uh, conditions to it and rules and then you have to shut that thing down. <laughs> also, has, like, first of all, I don't know if anybody goes to Reddit. I'm on a subreddit mm-hmm. group for TLC's hit show Sister Wives yeah. and we never talk about Sister Wives. I mean, there's a lot there, you know, mismanaged finances, mm-hmm. um, low credit scores and scoliosis and yet we never <laughs> get to the hot button issues because everybody's infighting. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. All right, well, that's cool. So, so it's up. It's it's gone. It's archived. But it's gone, but it's, it's archived. So I believe people will be able to check um, it out. Find what it had to offer. Yeah. But consider let's keep your, it. Consider yourselves warned. This is not the first time that you've found amusement coming out of Walpole. I just yeah. I like I like the fact that you're keeping an eye on our neighbors. Yeah. Oh, I keep a very close <laughs> eye on what's going on. In Please do. Okay. Next part of Rick's rundown. We got this letter. Um. So. Um, got a card in the mail. This is from our uh, fan AQ. She wrote a piece of fan mail again. So I'll just read it. It says, Dear Small Town Scuttlebutt Team, the last podcast was awesome. Nice job. Really liked the interview with Jenny. Such a special person. Please assure Leanne that I didn't, oh, it didn't take any kind of sneaky behavior for getting Rick's mailing address. 411.com plus Rick's basement. Made it easy peasy. Okay. Gotta say, Mike and Kathy were right on with their appreciation for Medfield State Hospital buildings. Hopefully, they can knock some sense into Rick. Okay, guys, tell me how great these lead and asbestos-filled condemned buildings are. Okay, I know how great they are because you know what? If you go to RickFinkJr.photo.com, you'll find a <laughs> photo series that I did several years ago when I greased a security guard to get a tour of the place. Back when the state owned the property. I'm going to keep reading. I took awesome pictures of so many things in there. You should go check it out. Again, that's Rick Fink Jr. Photo.com. Okay, she continues. Hopefully they can knock some sense into Rick. And Kathy, really appreciated your authenticity with the I don't go out revelation. Glad to know not everyone is on the Lemming social circle. Rick, nice (laughs) sharing too. Keep up the snippets of what it's like being you. 
Social media <laughs> portrays a different side. As for Mike, thanks for being an all-around nice guy. Uh, thanks. Anyone who works with kids and especially at MAP is a special person. Keep it up, small town scuttlebutt team. Another fan letter from me. AQ. P.S. Did you know the food cupboard is eyeing the wastewater treatment spot as a potential location? Watch out for pets. Pets. Thank you. It gets very tiny in that corner. Mm-hmm. And it's on a Hallmark card with that's some nice. glitter for what that's worth. Yeah. Well, AQ, we appreciate the feedback. Um, anybody it was can, very nice. It was, a, it was very nice. Anybody can send us a letter or an email or whatever. Give us some feedback, good or bad. We'll take it. Uh, next piece of business, I bumped into Kenny Small Jr. from the Kingsbury Club. He's got an awesome basketball program. Why don't you hit orange? Oh. Um, what's the one that says? Can anyone do an impression of him? <laughs> <laughs> one moment. Is it sitting right here? It's on the, it's on the um, desktop. While we wait, why don't I tell our, our listeners, you're probably thinking, why hasn't Kathy Slow done a down. snack cake um, update or situations? One, because last week I was derailed by all of the, um, the wrapping, the wrapping paper. Um, but this week, since they're busy because they didn't set this up correctly, let me tell you about uh, what's out there now. I'd, it's limited. You guys have to look for it, but it's worth the wait. Hostess Twinkies um, Tiger Tales. I don't know if anybody watched uh, uh, Tiger King during the pandemic, or listened to the podcast, which was riveting. Uh, But now, not only can you listen and watch, you can enjoy a Hostess Twinkie uh, Tiger Tail. Why don't you check it out and um, tell me what you think of them. What What is this? What situation would I put it with? Mm. When you're working with other people who you're trying to cover their butt for, and they don't appreciate it, so they decide to open up their snack cake um, while you're doing them a favor. Yeah, These I oatmeal pies are my favorite. I have to give you credit for last week, Kathy, because you were in the middle of a story, mm. and we could not have derailed that worse with yes. op- opening up that snack cake. Now, Rick blamed you for give- providing the snack cakes. I kind of agree with him. Kind of like the Walpole Uncensored lady. Not sure what you were <laughs> expecting. <laughs> but I, I applaud you because you kept your... Uh, nose to the grindstone and kept trying to tell your story, even though we were not making your job easy. Yeah, I'd like to applaud myself for turning a lemon into lemonade. Do you remember? Is it Rosie's, Is lemonade? For Rosie's lemonade. No, no, but that was a good plug. Um, after we apologized and we said we derailed that, you, you you were prepared, all that, and then we tried to work the joke out. And we workshopped it. And I think that was one of the highlights of the show. I also thought there's some irony here where the student is workshopping the teacher, challenging the teacher to move it forward and take it on. You were like, we're just going to edit this out. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. No, we're not. And I flipped the script and I made you a better comic. You're welcome. Okay. (laughs) Let's play that clip that I was ready for. I have here with me Kenny Small Jr. And he's a quick hit guest because I just bumped into him at the Kingsbury and we started talking. He's He's got a lot going on with basketball. Uh, if you don't know who Coach Kenny Small Jr. is, he's the head of basketball at the Kingsbury Club here in Medfield. He also is the co-founder of Boston Elite Sports Training and the director of the Boston Bobcats and the Mass Huskies. And he's also the head coach of the Arlington Catholic Varsity Girls basketball team. So tell us what's going on at the Kingsbury Club. Right now what we're doing is we're offering a series of clinics for all ages and all skill sets 
Um, we offer baby clinics from K through two, which is called our baby bro- uh, baby ballers mm-hmm. uh, clinic. We also offer the next step, which is from uh, grades three to five, yep. which is our junior ballers. Mm-hmm. And we also offer from six to eight, uh, grade six to eight, which is our rising stars clinic. So those are weekly clinics that we offer for kids. Mm-hmm. They can jump in uh, at any point in time. Awesome. Okay. And if they want to sign up or register, where do you send them? So basically you can register online at uh, the kingsburyclub.com, mm-hmm. uh, the Medfield website, or you know, you can guys can contact me directly at KenJRKCM at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And basically any inquiry in terms of personal lessons, private lessons, private groups, team training, um, no matter the skill level or age group, I've dealt with it before. And, and that's what we're offering right now. Very good. Okay. And my son uh, did it and I just thought it was a really good program. Um, it was fun taking Charlie there. The facility is state of the art. Probably one of the best in the state. I don't know. I haven't been to a lot of facilities, but can they get better than that one here at the Kingsbury? I will say out of all the facilities that I've been to, and I've been to a lot of them around Mass, it is, if not top, it is the top two facility. Sure. Um, So we're just trying to get recognition. We're trying to get some bodies in the gym. We're trying to get some traffic. And we're just trying to get the surrounding towns, especially Norfolk County, which is one of the better basketball counties in the state. Mm Mm-hmm. To know that, you know, we have professional coaching and training and clinics and camps that kids can go to. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll speak for Coach Kenny. I've seen him in action. He's a good guy, good influence. I think your dad has hung out there too, right? Yes. My yep. father is one of the coaches. Yep. Uh, he's been working with me alongside mm-hmm. of all of our coaches for about three or four years now and works very exclusive with the younger kids and has that old fatherly love that yep. parents and kids love. Um, and he's been a great success too, so. I like to quiz my guests, okay? You know a lot about basketball, so tell me. Here's the first question. Who is the greatest basketball player of all time? This has got to be the single most argued, most difficult question uh, in the world of basketball today. Right, but the answer is so clear. So my answer yep. is Michael Jordan. Okay, you're right. That's the one. That's what I say. Okay, I got another question for you. Sure. <laughs> what is the greatest franchise in NBA history? Ooh, this is a good one. The greatest franchise, I'd have to go the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. You're wrong there. Okay, so you're I knew, <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. And the only reason why I said the Los Angeles Lakers is because they not only did it in the early days, but then you kind of transitioned to the Kobe's and the Shaquille O'Neal days. Yep. Um, obviously, rest in peace, Kobe. And yes. they were able to do it in two different time frames, which – I think was a huge success. And then now with LeBron and AD, mm-hmm. it can go down as maybe even the third generation of uh, winning basketball. So that's the only reason why I said it. Um, yep. I knew I was going to get some flack because of the Boston Celtics. Thing, of but. course you were. Who is, <laughs> who is the greatest player in Boston Celtics history? It's a tie. There's two answers. By the way, these I'm, are all my own biased. I'm going to have to go with Larry Bird. Yes. If you got that, the, the next one should be a no-brainer. Don't you want to say Bill Russell? I do want to say Bill okay. Russell. I don't even know why they didn't come to me quicker, but yeah. those two yeah. by far. Yep. yep. Awesome. Okay, uh, Coach Kenny, great to have you in here. We'll, we'll talk sure. more, okay, bud? Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. You bet. He's I got had, that going on. Kathy, what do you want to say about it? I thought it was a great interview, but mm-hmm. I don't know about anybody else. Was anyone holding their breath when he was going through the program, and he did middle ballers. 
and then Rising Stars, I thought, oh, this isn't going to go well. No? no. Where did you think it was going? Yeah. Big ballers? Park Street Books, largest bookstore in the state, located conveniently on Main Street. Don't let the name fool you, it's more than books. There's stuffed animals, crystals, pottery, and sometimes barbecue. Park Street Books. Mario's Lawn Care will take care of your lawn this summer and fall. Fall cleanups coming up around the corner. Don't forget about that. And you might need some repair on your lawn from that hot drought. Tier 4 weather, uh, water restriction uh, climate that we've had. So, that's Mario. He'll fix you. Royal Look him up. I'm not done. Look him up on the internet. There you'll find his phone number. Okay, Mike, your turn. <laughs> Royal Pizza, the best pizza and lowest prices in town. How do I know? Because the top of their website says so twice, not just once, twice. Once in quotes and once not in quotes so that you know that it's true and it, they're not just claiming that. Uh, they deliver 508-359-2424, Royal Pizza. Okay, let's do it, Michael. Hey, everybody, it's time for the Scuttlebutt News with our friend, Megan Kelleher. Hello, everyone. I have a few things to report on today. The first is our, um, our water restrictions. There have been some comments that people in our town are not abiding by this water restriction where we're not supposed to be running our sprinklers. And, you know, from what I'm hearing in the comments, people are saying it's lamer than lame to have your sprinklers okay. running when we're, when we're in the middle of a water restriction. So I figured I would just make a plug about that and see what, what you guys think. Well, I told that gentleman to not do his morning walk on my street. Nothing to see here. <laughs> I did. I did see see that, Rick. And yeah. Living across the street from you, I do know that you have the nice lawn. I do. Um, in town, but that has nothing to do with our um, sprinkler system that's been turned off for the past three weeks. It has everything right. to do with Mario's lawn care putting Mario's down that care. nitrogen and lime right before the torrential downpours. But anyway, yep. Um, are we still at a tier four after like the twenty inches of rain we got? We can't be in a tier four. They haven't pulled it back yet. That's ridiculous. The whole state yep. is actually in a drought now. Oh, sure it is. Yeah. Guess what? I have in my backyard a perennial stream. Do you know what that's? What a perennial stream is? It's a stream that will intermittently dry up. And in the month of August, it's typically dry. It looks like a little mm -hmm. hiking path. Mm -hmm. But every other time of the year, it's frozen or flowing water. And I have water in that thing. That means... We're not in a drought. That's, that's how. Um, so another piece of news is in the concerned citizens of Medfield group chat, a group on Facebook, um, there's been some talk about adding um, a teen admin to um, be on the governing board of this group. A gov There's no governing board. It's just two. Sorry, they oversee the, the moderators, I would call them. It's two guys in Medfield that are running the show here. It seems fine for Wait, what it is. Megan, what is, are they saying they want to add a teenage kid to be an administrator? Yep, they, um, well, actually, a teenage girl um, proposed that she be added to the moderator board mm -hmm. um, to offer some youth 
you know, um, not from an age standpoint, but more of a she is in the school system and she sees a lot that goes on in the school system and around town. Um, so she thinks she should be added to the, diversify the age and gender of the group. What's up with diversifying and everything that we have? No, like, I'm all for this, except I hope this girl does this with caution because careful what you wish for, that group is is so, like, there's so much nonsense on that. And it's, it's the a idea gar- of a teenager having to deal with all of that. You know what I'd love to do? Right. I would love to be the guy to be asked to be the admin, and then I'd come on, and then I would just shut it down. <laughs> Go on. Just Imagine what Medfield would do. Yeah, oh, I mean, oh, 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 I heard a boom. Where do I? What do I do? What was that sound? Ah, it's a squirrel. What do I do? There's no concerns. It's a little, it's a little excessive. I That's, think it's great. I'm glad. Well, she, I'm glad she wants to do it. No, I do. I think it's great. She made a plug for herself, saying that it would be her um, being an administrator in the concerned citizens of Medfield would be her biggest flex. Um, which I thought was pretty funny. But funny. I think it's great that she wants to do it, but there were 150 comments. To be honest, I could, I did not have time to go through them all, but it seems as though people are on board that it would really, you know, bring some diversification to this group. They but, also but what, does that, what does that mean? So what? I, I, well, I used from, to troll that a, thing just because there's a girl and it doesn't make me not no, say this. Well, same. diversity doesn't always mean male and female. Right, right. Well, like what, is she gonna, saying, what, what is the diversity going to do? And why do you want to be involved in this garbage site? Go start your own. Do something way better. This site needs to be destroyed. Because citizens aren't just just the people who, the the moms and dads are the people who are paying the the taxes. The citizens are also students and um, other people. I don't know who other people would be. So they want a seat at the table. I get it. Well, it's funny. Kathy and I were Mm -hmm. having a conversation earlier about how uh, there's, you know, parents push for a strict no bullying policy and everything with kids is no bullying, no bullying, no bullying. But then any kid that goes on social media is like, wait, wait a minute. Wait, look what you guys are doing. You oh, guys yeah. are out right. of control. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't know. Mary, That's it's noble of you. My advice is start a new group and make it better than the CCM group. No, yeah. I, no? Like, I like that Mary wants to do this. I think, first of all, I think it models that she's she's not here to like start something new. She's here to make change in whatever is happening or be a part of it, be, you know, be a person yeah. at the table. Yeah. We might have to call no, Mary in to see what her intentions are. I agree. Maybe that- we could have a debate. Maybe there should be an election and everyone has to no, go through. No, why should she have to no. do an election when two guys just said that they could be the admin? No, they're not saying that she could be the admin. No, I'm saying no. That she's they saying are. two guys just made themselves the. They admins made themselves the admins. So yeah. I I applaud I this it. student for wanting to. I'm with Kathy. I I think it's great that she wants to um, help model the change and steer the discourse. Um, but also, just be aware, <laughs> CCM is a lot of dorks and a lot of people that are way too worried about ridiculous things. And like Rick said, they want to know what that sound just was. You know what mm-hmm. I think? I think. That if she gets on this and she's the spokesperson for the group and she's the one that gets on and reminds people about decorum and whatnot, people are going to be less likely to dump on her. I disagree. I disagree. I, oh, come you, on. No. I, disagree. I disagree. Rick, I disagree. no way. Oh, if that happens. Here's I mean, why we all disagree. Jerk. Because look at what happened with Walpole Uncensored. Mm-hmm. First yeah, of all, okay. you, you put these 
caged animals into a into an arena and mm-hmm. see what happens. It's like the Coliseum. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, I think that a lot of the people that take issues with everything that goes on in Medfield are going to spot a student as like, well, I know more than you and I pay taxes and you're just a dependent and blah, blah, and you're a millennial. And they're going to go to all those stupid crutch they're things. Not, they're that- not stupid things. If, if this is a town website that's supposed to facilitate town information, this is for the adults. Some could argue that, like, what's the, the age group? What's the age group to get on this thing? There isn't one, but there should be. Well, I don't think anyone under sixteen should be on there. I actually not like with it. the way the discourse goes now. I like it for the fact that that, like, yes, there's there's always like crazy things on on the boards, right? Yeah. But there's also yeah. some like maybe mundane stuff that I find super useful or just interesting to think. But I do agree with Mike that I think just be cautious, Mary, because. There are people in this world who wake up every day to teach other people lessons. Yes. And so sometimes that gets skewed wherever it is because it's um, my whole thing is I'm not here to teach anybody lessons. I'm here to just get by too. That's right. Um, but that does happen. Uh, I think the whole the whole discourse on that site is virtue signaling and, and you need to change. Well, I want to make a proposal to Mary Long of Midfield High School. Um, I am the administrator and founder of uh, Society of Unbothered Neighbors. And if you want to take over admin duties of that, you are certainly welcome to it. And that might be a good um, ramp up, you know, um, onboarding process to go to the big yeah. leagues. You know, we got like, Get ready for the concerns yeah, we got like 1,500 people. They got like 4,500, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Rick, Rick just, I like that you just, put your own group that you just called the best one. Yeah. You just made that the minor leagues. How so? As How practice so? for the big leagues. I'm wait, I'm being misquoted yet again. That's not what I said. How, how, where did you come up with that? And why are you, you laughing, said, Kathy? You said that she well, could because take Because that's kind of what you said. You said yeah. she could take Society of Unbothered Neighbors mm-hmm. to be an admin. Yeah. To ramp up. Yeah. To get ready. Yeah. For CC. For the big leagues. That means you're saying she would be in the minor leagues in your system. You're the farm team. Well, that's, right, no, right. Or, no, or no, in no, Europe. No, 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 You're playing no, no, no. in Europe right now. Yeah, it's an apples and oranges <laughs> comparison, guys. Okay? It's like... I'm just, I'm just using your words. Right. Here's the deal. <laughs> it's quality over quantity. 1,500 right. quality members of the unbothered mm-hmm. yeah. versus 4,500 overly bothered. Concern. Overly bothered, concerned nitwits. Yeah. And Aren't we trying to get listeners? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, back to the news. Um, that is all I've got. There were a few postings of some lost cats in the Concerned Citizens group, um, but I hope in due time they've been found. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got from Durham. Well, if we don't find them, the coyotes will or the Fisher cats. All right, Megan, thanks a lot for the news. You're welcome. That was Megan Kelleher with the Scuttlebutt News. I'm Megan, and that's the Scuttlebutt. All right. Thanks, bye, Megan. Guys. All Thanks, right, Megan. Talk to you soon. Talk to you. Talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
Whatever beauty service you need to reflect your inner beauty, J3 has you covered. Skin, makeup, or hair. Conveniently located between Shaw's Supermarket and Marshall's. So you can pick up a box of snack cakes at Shaw's, a new fancy top at Marshall's, and get some highlights or a brow wax. Go home, a different person, who crushes the next Zoom meeting. When we have that last blast of summer heat and you want to make the most of it, here's what you're going to do. You're going to make yourself a Pimm's cup. You want to take a glass, add some ice. You're going to pour in one and a quarter ounce of Pimm's, number one, and then you're going to add three ounces of lemonade. Then a splash of 7-Up or ginger ale. Garnish it with a cucumber or some raspberries. That's a Pimm's cup. It's the best drink you'll have. Where do I find Pimm's number one, you ask? At Larkin's. Larkin's Liquor, located in Medfield. They've got it right behind the the counter, right in the front window. 20 North Street, Medfield. Hit them up. Larkin's Liquor. Are your friends always saying you should do stand-up? Or maybe just the voices in your head are? Either way, good news. The Comedy Studio is launching its very own comedy school. That's right. Boston's most iconic comedy club is now offering stand-up classes. You have the opportunity to learn from the same place where powerhouse comics like Eugene Merman, Sam Jay, and Gary Gullman got their start. These classes are completely online, so you can take part no matter where you live. Whether you're interested in stand-up as a potential career or just want to warm up your roommate who's really good at ceramics, the, the Comedy Studio is the place for you www.thecomedystudio.com Okay, so we're back and in the studio our guest this week is State Representative Sean Dooley. He is very bipartisan and that's what I love about this guy. We are Two peas in a pod when it comes to... Um, I don't know if I want to be two peas in a pod with you yeah, anywhere. <laughs> I know. Okay, now we'll keep it. Now we'll keep it. We'll let you hit. Okay. So, uh, Sean's here. How's it going, buddy? Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad that you are. Uh, you made it onto the show. We've tried to have you over for a couple weeks now. Uh, you are an extremely busy guy. What I, I'm I'm psyched that we even got you in here. I mean, aren't you supposed to be somewhere more important right now? I, I, the next thing I have to go after this is yeah. to take my kid to hockey practice. So okay. how's that? How's that for very very important? Hockey is very important. You've got a lot of things going on at the state house. It's it's been this year has been let's shall we say challenging. It's, yeah, it's been really really different. Every day is completely crazy. Well, you've got the pandemic thing that's changing all the time and so many people weighing into it. Is this the number one thing that's, or are we moving on to the schools now? What? I mean, it's everything is pandemic centric, yeah. you know, whether it's the schools or the, the you know, mandatory flu shots mm-hmm. or, you know, banning, you know, whether you can go to Rhode Island. I mean, there's so many different things, but every single thing, you know, the elections, the mail-in voting, every single thing ties back to uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so, What's going on in Massachusetts? Everything seems to, like we're one of the good states. Yeah, I mean, everything's right. great. So we should all just go back to school, right? It's yeah. Right now, it, things are doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still, you know, we're still having, you know, a dozen or fifteen deaths, you know, a day. So I mean, you, you don't want to minimize it, and uh, we are our, our numbers are still decent. And, and and I think one of the things that's a little confusing right now is when you look at depending on what scale you're looking at, mm-hmm. um, because the with all the schools going back and the colleges coming in. Our numbers have gone up substantially, but if you look at it from a percentage of the number of people tested, mm-hmm. they really haven't. They're, mm-hmm. they're still down around 1%. Sure. And this is the time of the interview, Sean. Um, you're new here, but this is when I usually like to look over at my co-hosts for a, would you like to say anything? And Actually, they usually it look takes at about me like, seven more minutes, but tonight I guess it's not. So <laughs> yeah. there's, 
You guys are up. Anything? I'll keep going. I, I, can I just ask a question? Because yeah, here's the it. thing. That's your job, like, Kathy. No, that's not my job. My job is uh, to ask questions. I'm a stay-at-home oh, mom, oh, yeah. so my job this is, is juice side, boxes, right? This is your side hustle. This is my side hustle. Um, so there's like 160 state representatives um, that are Republican, right? No, the Democratic. Well, there's 31 Republicans. 31 well, Republicans, right. right. So what's the holiday party like that? Like, <laughs> is it awkward? It's a little awkward. No, no actually, yeah. we, the, uh, the State House is really collegial. Um, mm. You know, Matter of fact, mm. most of my closest friends are actually on the other side of the aisle and huh. are Democrats. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we do a good job of working together. And, and when it's 85% Democrats, I damn well better have some friends on that side <laughs> yeah. if I ever want to get anything accomplished. <laughs> That's right. I also noticed when scrolling social media that you waver on one big point, which is bow tie or regular tie. What do you prefer? It really kind of depends on the situation. I, bow tie is kind of fun. Like I do it during you know budget week and things when, when I'm speaking up there, huh. just because no one else wears one. Um, so I, you know, I grew up in the South, uh, whereas you know in New Orleans and you know bow ties was kind of the thing. Do you know um, how to tie one? Of course I know how to tie wow. one. That's, it's, it's, if you're doing a clip-on, you're doing it wrong. Thank so you. You, you have to have my... a. You have to be able to tie it, or yeah. you're not. You that sh- needs to be in all your marketing in, because in, that's impressive. In, unless you're eight years old, you shouldn't be wearing a clip-on bow tie. <laughs> okay, so Mike just gave a, a fist bump in the studio to Sean. What's that all about? Yeah. So when you said you that you enjoy wearing bow ties, I was going to ask to be sure. Do you tie it yourself? Because there's there's nothing worse as a grown man than spotting a man in a bow tie that you know he did not tie it himself. And you can tell because it has that perfectly cinched, like, no, you can tie it well yourself. It's And here's a fun fact. Uh, there's a former map parent. Wait, did you finish that last? Yeah, like, learn learn how to tie it yourself. Okay. But uh, So this leads into, mm-hmm. into that. Yeah. I had a former map parent tell me one time, he came in and he actually tugged on my bow tie to untie it. And when it came undone, I was like, what? He, it came undone. And he goes, good man. <laughs> That's cool. And so he told me that when he used to live in England, he worked at a like fine men's store. And his part of his job was teaching men how to tie bow ties. And he goes, yeah, it's amazing to me that nobody realizes that it's just a shoelace. Is it really? Is it really? And that's what I said. And I knew how to tie it. And yeah. I went, what? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, th- think about it. Next time you're tying it, you're tying a shoelace around your neck. And he's right. It is. It's a shoelace. Are you kidding me? It's a shoelace. So for if you're a grown you're man. You're helping a lot of men out right now. If you're one really? of those grown men that insists that tying a bow tie is too hard, if you know how to tie your shoes, now just apply that around your neck. Okay, that's well, my, that's mind-blowing because my husband has bow ties, and, uh, and he's probably one of the most intelligent people I know. And we could not figure it out. We did YouTube videos and everything. We just could not figure it out. Cannot yeah. figure out. The... It, it looks trickier than it is. Okay. It's, and it's very awkward because you're looking in a mirror. You, it's backwards. It's yeah. You have to, I think it's much harder to do it actually looking in the mirror. I, oh, yeah. I always do mine I, just on my Sean own. Sean is such a and good then, politician. Then, 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 then address yeah. it. You know, then, then you can fix it and adjust it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other tricky thing is you know making sure when you have a pattern that's has a right side up, Hundred percent of the time, first time I do it, it's upside down. It's upside down. Interesting, so. interesting. Well, I don't tie bow ties, but neckties, yes, I don't do it in front of the mirror because I'll mess it up. It'll always be too long or too short. If I just, it's kind of like 
parallel parking. I don't look at the rear view camera dash. I just do it the old fashioned so way. You hear a crunch and then, yep. You, yep. then you go forward. <laughs> yeah, you just bump, bump. Sorry, Charlie. You know? That's right. No, um, the problem with the bow tie that I don't understand is the shape of it. And so if it's just a shoelace kind of a knot, well, it's not shaped like a shoelace. So I know that my bow tie. I will. don't even know why you're having an issue with this work. You don't even button your whole shirt up. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's <true>. a requirement. <laughs> that's true. I don't think I've ever seen you not wearing a T-shirt. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, a casual guy. A little something for everybody. I didn't even shower today, so I'm going wicked Nobody casual. Nobody needed to know that. I feel so special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just the uh, quarantine COVID hygiene program that I've adopted. Um, okay, so I always started this interview off with some, you know, more serious questions, and then Kathy just jumped right into the fun questions, and now we're stuck in I fun actually have question one middle, zone. Middle of the road. Question. I don't know how we're going to get back to the real I stuff. I actually have one middle the of the road question. The guy's up for re-election, right? But this you're talking about, about bow ties, Kathy. This is about this. Okay. I'm wondering if you're going to break the curse here, Sean, because the last two state representatives we had had moved on to be state senators. Are you going to stick with it? I, I actually, a lot of people have asked me about that. I prefer the House. I prefer having a small local community where I actually get to know everyone. You know, also when you go to the Senate, it's four times the size. I'm dealing with Whalen and Wellesley, you know, and Natick. And, you know, it's not, you know, you know, people that I know and, and, and I relate to and, and hang out with. So, I mean, I like being a local rep. Not to mention, I think the House has a lot more power and you can actually get a lot more done mm-hmm. um, because everything has to basically go, all, all, all money-related things have to go through the House first. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we have a lot of control and it's much more collegial, um, much more fun and, you know, how do I say this, you know, not quite the egos that some of gotcha. the senators have. That's fair. Uh, what's so fun about being up at two in the morning to Make a vote. Oh, to make a vote? Oh, I thought you were talking about something completely different. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, I was going to say, uh, oh, what, what? it's been a while since you've been up till two in the morning. Yeah. Um, it's not fun. I mean, but it, it but it is actually. It's you know, it's not like we're doing it every single day. Um, so, but you know, for the most part, those nights are are kind of exciting for those of us that are kind of political geeks. Yeah. Uh, because you're, you're all the stuff behind the scenes. There's a lot of mm. horse trading and a lot of arguing and a lot of deals being cut on the side. You know, making sure that everyone knows what's going on. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Um, it's one of the problems of having a centralized leadership mm-hmm. with an 85% majority. Even most of my Democratic friends, a lot of times, be a little bit frustrated with the with the process because when they have that supermajority, it's only ultra leadership that actually get to make some of these decisions. So sometimes it's really, really interesting because there's a lot of moving parts. Sometimes you're sitting around waiting for some smoke-filled backroom deal to be. Yeah, where, where does all this discussion take place? In the hallways, in the offices? Like, do you go back to your office with somebody and... I stay in the chamber a lot, um, uh-huh. I, you know, just because I like uh, being in there. I, you know, my, my office as a, as a uh, backbencher Republican is probably not the most glamorous. I have, you know, I have, I have four plywood walls and, and they go up eight feet because they're just made out of plywood, even though our ceilings are 12 feet tall. So I don't have any <laughs> privacy or anything like that. I do have a window, which is which is kind of a perk. But uh, okay. so I usually stay in the chamber because that way you, you get to see what's going on. You get to talk to a lot of people on both sides and also continue to further make relationships. Yeah, because. Let's face it, you know, all politics is about relationships. It is. It is. And I think you're a good relationship building kind of a guy. You're always out there. One thing that you do is on Facebook, if anyone follows Sean Dooley, um, you you write a very extensive, thorough 
blog, I would call it. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's basically a blog with, in, a, in a Facebook format as opposed to a blog format. Yeah, yeah you, 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 you give a very detailed uh, post basically about the goings-on at the State House either that day or, or most I like recently. how you always start out with the whole thing about, like, I don't like this Facebook update. I try to make, I I try to make it you know, relatable, and you know, it, it's hard when you're talking about, you know, with COVID, you're talking mm-hmm. about death and people that are sick. Mm-hmm. You're trying to also find a balance of humor and, you know, and a little bit of snark and a little, you know, you know human interest and, and, and balance it out so mm-hmm. people will actually read it. Yes, um, right. And, and, it's, and it kind of took off on its own. At the beginning of this whole COVID, there was so much false information out there, you know, so-and-so is passing this rule and this is what's going to happen. And I'm like, all of these things are so off base. Mm-hmm. I started writing on it and then it just kind of began being shared by multiple people. And you know, at one point, I think in April, I had a couple of my posts got 200,000 hits. That's awesome. Um, which was just bizarre considering my entire district's only 43,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So it was it was kind of cool that way. And then once that happened, then I kind of like, all right, now I have to do this every night. So yeah. uh, it, it, it's it's a, it's a little bit of a labor of love. Uh, sometimes it's more of a labor. It must uh, be some catharsis there. Like at the end of the day, you're journaling really and you're sharing it with us. I like it because you're primary source giving us this document of information that's not filtered by the media there's it's not being handled through any public relations representation right this is sean and these are his words and i'm reading them and there's nothing in between Kathy? yeah and it's balanced also by that you give us like an insight into your personal life as well because you post pictures of your family or sometimes with the facebook update like you have to go from your own personal facebook page to update to that so it's or you have memes on there it's just a really Interesting balance. Uh, yeah, I like when you start a post, like, hey, went to uh, Water Country with the family over the weekend, had a blast. It was so fun. In other news, seven people died today. In exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's a really, really tough transition. And, sure. And, it, and it's funny you mentioned the PR hmm. and the filter and everything like that. You know, I am quite confident that they, the powers that be wish I had a little more of a filter. I know my wife wishes I had a little more of a filter. <laughs> sure. Um, but for, for good, bad, or indifferent, it is who I am. If you ask me a question, you're going to get an answer. I'm not going to do the political spin. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, it tends to be problematic with some people, but it, it is what it is. I, I, I wish there was more of that in, in politics. I think um, there's so much has been sanitized and everyone's worried about how everything's going to be heard and seen and everything like that, that we've lost that honesty. Mm-hmm. That being said, cancel culture all builds into that. And as I told someone the other day, I'm like, hey, the reason you don't like Donald Trump, you're the reason we have Donald Trump, because who in their right mind would put themselves and their family through this mm-hmm. for $62,000 a year? Yeah. And, you know, and, and be called, you know, I've been called all sorts of horrible things by people who I actually used to know and used to be <laughs> friends with just purely based on based on party. So I think that's uh, one of the really uh, negative things that has come out of politics that I've seen even the six years that I've been in mm-hmm. in politics, um, the dramatic shift of just just pure meanness. Mm-hmm. Well, I do like the, you say unfiltered, it's genuine. You know, in this cancel culture, I have nothing to worry about because I don't have a job. I don't have a boss. I don't, the only person I have to answer to is my wife. And my wife is awesome. She's like, just don't call out people by name. Don't call people losers. That seems to be a word I use in my private convo time, so I don't do that. And then when Mike and then she leaves me alone. When Mike doesn't call someone out by name, be sure to call them and get them on the record. That's right, loser. <laughs> okay, so um, I don't have to worry about it, and that's truly freedom. Now, you, sir, you have constituents, and you have a governor in your party, and you have, and I love the fact that. What, if Sean's going to give you an answer, you know it's genuine. And I'm, uh, we can just 
for example, let's just do this. Um, what is? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> let me ask you. Let me ask you a question about the governor. Right, hold on a second. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Don't get nervous. All right, I'm getting nervous. You've been. You've been. Look, <laughs> I, I, I've known you too long. I know. Uh, when it comes to working with the governor, I know that you're texting with the guy, you're sitting with the guy, one on one, having these meetings. A lot of times you agree with them, and a lot of times you don't. What would you say is the biggest piece of gridlock between you, if that's the right term? Where's yeah. where are you two differing the most, or where are you not seeing eye to eye with the governor? Uh, I, I mean, right now it's, you know, it's some of his, uh, what I consider his overreach of power. I mean, from the standpoint of, you know, he's declared a state of emergency and has continued on with that and, and has continued to create fines. And I, I don't like the fact that he has a, a line where people call up and rat out their neighbors and things like mm -hmm. that. I, I think there's a lot of, you know, I don't care who does it, whether it's Trump or Baker or Obama, or whoever, I don't like executive orders. I believe in the legislative process. I believe in checks and balances. Mm -hmm. And I think the governor taking the emergency declaration and creating all these rules and laws purely on his decree without going through the hearings and public input and debate and de deliberation, I think is wrong. And so that's that's our by far... He completely disagrees with me. Oh, well, I guess so. Because uh, we'll I'm, have to get flu shots by the 31st of December. That's right. what you're talking about, right? right? Correct. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing an amicus brief right now before the Supreme Court on um, you know, his overreach of power and, and his continuation on the declaration uh, on his declaration of emergency powers to the Supreme Court, uh, state Supreme Court. Oh, not not the not the real Supreme Court. Yeah, the fake which, one. Okay, the, the fake fund, which is have all been predominantly appointed by Charlie, so I don't know how well <laughs> I don't know how we'll do, but yeah. anyway, you, right. you, you got to start somewhere. I got gotcha. you. Tell us, what does the governor have in store for 1,000 National Guards uh, I, I units do, or people? So, so what I've been told off the record, and so I'll put it on the record, I guess. Who are um, we attacking? Are we going after Walpole? No, no, I, I hope so. <laughs> no, I was going to say, no, I was going to say, you know. Right, Mike? I mean, let's. let's Mike, I'm, I'm yeah. handing it to you. Come on. Let Sean answer. We can invade Rhode Island. We could. You know, that's where, you know, you know oh. when people ask about building a wall, I'm like, yes, we need one on our southern border, not the, <laughs> not the American southern border. We need it on the southern border. Just How about the western border? Let's just keep New York out. We can keep, that's two, but it'll, And know. Connecticut. You can wrap it Have around. Have you driven on 95 ever? Oh, yeah. Every single car that, like, cuts you off yeah. is missing a hubcap and has a Rhode Island plate. Okay, I, mean, I come from New Hampshire, and I'm very familiar with the mass hole driving. Well, like, you guys you get your driver's license out of a cereal box. And we're and you much drive better like than it. Rhode Islanders. So, I mean, that's, mm, you know, that's the I thing. Don't know. And they talk funny. I love again, again, mass holes uh, have the worst <laughs> accents. Yeah. No offense, people. When, when but, I first moved to Massachusetts, I was driving from North Quincy to Medfield. So I was already working at the, at the after-school program, but at the time I lived in North Quincy. And I was driving down 95, 93, and I'm noticing all these people driving in the breakdown lane. And I, I got home that night, and my girlfriend at the time was, uh, so I'm like, you wouldn't believe what I saw. Like, the traffic was so bad. People are just, like, driving in the breakdown lane. And she goes, yeah, you're allowed to do that. I had no idea. But in Massachusetts, you know, now now it's common knowledge. Mm -hmm. But when I sure. first moved up here, this was groundbreaking. Yeah. During uh, rush hour, you can drive in the breakdown lane because there's so much traffic. Okay, but statistically, during rush hour, that's when the most breakdowns would be happening. Why do we have people driving 65, 70 miles an hour in the breakdown lane when people are broken down? Well, here's, like, yeah, I would suggest that um, if you break down and you know that the breakdown lane is, you know, permissible, right, for vehicles, I would pull over onto the lawn on the side of the highway. That's your new breakdown Where's the lane, lawn? Mike. Where's the <laughs> yeah. lawn? The lawn. <laughs> yeah, you know the grass on the on the edge of the 
That there, okay, it goes, it goes. What grass are you talking about? Are you talking about the like, guardrail and you know, like, the, yeah, all okay. of the glass? And okay, the woods. <laughs> folks. The woods. Pull into the woods. Everyone, listen. <laughs> Envision it left to right. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm you right got there. a median. I'm in yeah. Randolph. I'm in you Randolph, have, and there's your... a guardrail, <laughs> yep, and there's yep. like thir- thirteen ramps that okay, have like no find, direction. Maybe there's Keep not going. lawn Where in Randolph. Going? Okay. I'm just saying, you got your four lanes, and then you got your breakdown lane, and then you've got what? There's no no grass. Sometimes. 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 Yeah. Well, what what a lot I like that you refer to a lawn. <laughs> like you're you're selling this as though there's this beautiful Manicure. expanse. Yeah. Of the grass. greens, guys, the fairways. <laughs> okay, we're off. We are yeah, off we are totally off. But you know what? This is okay. So, Kathy, you made this interview fun. I was going in with the political stuff, and then you're just like, let's just get to the fun uh, stuff. I feel and like you just there. made Mike so mad that you're like, I'm just going to be friends with Kathy. I am. Well, Thank Mike's you. just, you know, over there hiding behind the console, pretending to be, like, mixing stuff. The only thing I'll say is up. that with Rhode Island, I actually like Rhode Island. Rhode Island has this water fire thing uh, in the oh, yeah. Providence. Providence. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But mm. I've also done live comedy in Rhode Island, and uh, that is, wow. Have you been to the Comedy <laughs> Connection? No, I wasn't. At, I no, I did it outside in the park. Oh, just recently in Providence, okay. in randomly Rhode coming Island. up to people. Yeah, <laughs> right. And my hecklers were um, the the three twenty eight bus, um, motorcycle gang, and then a gang of teenagers on those electric razors that had those neon lights under. Yeah, they the literally. Literally drove through our show. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and then some random homeless people who were lovely. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. I hope you en- entertain them for the evening. It actually felt real good. Are <laughs> uh, you guys gonna keep taxing the crap out of us until we die, or what? I mean, give us some relief, man. We're trying. We're trying to tax just you. <laughs> I mean, just, just <laughs> this, this little section state. of Medfield is like real. You know, if you if you touched if your backyard touches Dover, we're trying. It to does increase your. Oh. Increase your taxes. Oh, so okay, that's, yeah. That's Interestingly yeah. enough, on this street where the Dover line, st- my, my backyard line is the Dover Medfield line, but it starts bisecting the houses down the street. And so I say, well, to my neighbor, what what do you do with the taxes? They say, I pay taxes to both towns. They break it up. And I say, well, that's- They do? They do. Yeah. And that property is just wooded. That The Dover woods. It's right. Just, so it's, so they're, it's not usable. It's buffer. It'll never get developed. That's nice, right? But um, it's unusable, right? So I say, well, if you're paying taxes in both towns, don't you get to pick where your kids go to school? It's where and, your driveway is, where your mailbox is. Um. I heard it was where the kid's bedroom is. I don't know. I, I heard it was where the driveway. I mean, Let's they, look they, into that one. We will look into that one. Because because the driveway one makes sense. There's no dispute, right? right? I have a shed right on that line. I could turn that into a bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Like my neighbor could do that. Like, well, right. that's questionable. Why didn't you bring this up a couple of weeks ago when we were investigating the skunk murder where you, you're now like, well, that's just my Dover Woods. <laughs> I don't really... I care about that. Yeah, we had a, a murder in town. A skunk was murdered and the body was... <laughs> well, he's not... We dumped. are suspecting it's a murder. Yeah, We're still it, investigating. It was dumped on the line. And um, yeah. maybe we should have called in another municipalities. I'm just wondering force. why you didn't bring that up because... All right. All right. Did they investigate? We're still investigating. Still investigating. <laughs> Kathy's <laughs> taken it to a... Personal well, level. What do you in, call it? A private investigative level. Yeah. yeah. But did you not hear? So last week, Kathy was telling me before we started recording that she wasn't allowed to speak on it anymore because ACO Cronin asked her because there's a, an ongoing investigation. Mm-hmm. 
She's been silenced. Yeah, oh. we can't Gag think order. about open yeah. investigations anymore. This so, town, yeah, this town I'm, takes its wildlife. Maybe yeah. next Seriously. season. So once there's an official answer that the police have already informed everybody of, then we're allowed to drop that news. My point, though, Mike, mm-hmm. uh, am I right about this? We're like, he could have brought this up when we were talking about the whole gray area yeah, of the woods. It does, yeah, it does sound like Rick was withholding some information, which changes the suspect uh, list a little bit. That's true. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Okay. Yep. We can't yeah. comment. Well, guys, no we're comment. running out of time. We have to move on here. Kaiser Soze <laughs> That's right. Okay, well, guys, I don't know if you forgot, but we do have a guest in here, so let's make good use of his time. He's got a lot of things. Absolutely. What time is hockey? Well, you got hockey tonight. Are you a coach too? You probably coach. No, no, I, I, you probably I, referee. You probably coach. No, you probably run I, the- I coached my son's, my other, my younger son's team last year mm-hmm. for the past couple of years, but um, he has moved on from. He has retired from hockey, so it's only my older son. Is- okay, so now you're from the south. So where did the hockey bug come from? Not uh, my, you, right? No, you no, my. my, my Hundred percent, my wife. Okay. So, and, and I and I'm a coach in so much that, you know, I'm a, an assistant coach that basically skates around and, you know, mm-hmm. smacks the kids on, you know, yeah, the head. So a southern when, guy when on they're skates. not paying attention. Yeah. And and I don't stop real well, so it's it's part of their their <laughs> skill is <laughs> if if I'm coming, they have to get out of my way. It's it's it's, it's, it's they're strategic. like strategic. Okay. Yeah. They they show you how to do the drill, and then they do the now what not to do. Coach Dooley is going oh, yeah. to. Yep, I'll slam right into the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I am. I, right. I, I can skate. Stop. Not so much. Yeah. Who's your uh, favorite hockey player of all time? Oh, it's got to be Bobby Orr. Uh, I mean, see how quickly he had that answer, and it wasn't my son. <laughs> I was um, just trying to trip you up on that. No, 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 not my, not my son, Bobby Orr. Sorry, yeah. sorry, <laughs> sorry, kids. We might actually. We pull. have some trivia this week, or what are we doing? Okay, so we have trivia. Um, Several trivia. It's just questions. Yeah, it's just some ra- random questions. Random that I've not Here's the deal. Every time I ask a guest, "What are you an expert in? What do you have a passion for?" and then I ask them questions about it, and then they have to go home, sort of soul searching, realizing that they really don't know as much as they thought they did about whatever it was. Except for one guy, Mario Apolity. He says he knows about the Grateful Dead, and he does. So. And, we are, and I was smart enough to say I know about nothing. You yeah, were you, smart because that is a misrepresentation of Rick's trivia game. Rick has the worst trivia questions because they're, one, a mundane, so they're not trivia, right? And well, that's two, the exact word. Uh, the definition of trivia is just kind of no, it, it, no big. I think it's more detail. I think it's more like testing your detail of something, mm-hmm, right, yeah. not, you know. Uh, yeah, well, let's let's. Finish quotes that aren't part of the. He's like a, um, he's like a B-side guy from Diner. If you yeah, know, let's you let's to let's drill down. And, That's and, actually a good good way of saying it. Okay, well, you said you were a generalist, right? Like general questions. Okay, fine. I'm going to so give that way, you that way. Whatever subject you pick, that's not one of my general subjects. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> okay, you're just a scotch older than me, right? So if I know it, you've been around longer than me. One could suggest you should that, know that, it. That's this one, comes one from. One suggest that this comes from my freshman year. Geography 101 course with Dr. Rydent. What is the capital of Burkina Faso? No idea. That's I don't close. even know what Burkina Faso is. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what you're even talking about. Okay, Burkina Faso is a central western African country. Yeah, and, no. And I remembered this and wrote it down and I even asked him to spell it because it sounded so funny. The capital of Burkina Faso is Ouagadougou. Yeah. <laughs> 
just fun? wanted to say that. I just love it. Just just working. I, I can fit a wagadougoo into my podcast today. That's yeah. All. Watch how I do it. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, look, we're going over I, dog names. I want to go with a wagadougoo. I him to find a way. It's like Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse, yep. uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, uh, where there was the word of the day and Cherry would go nuts and, <laughs> right. and wave her arms. Yeah. So. Rick said Owagadugo earlier, and I said I'll give you twenty bucks if you can work it into the show. And, and there, he, there you go. Now you got he it. He found a way. Found you a can way. Venmo that to me. And kids out there, if you see me on the street, you know, just just give me a what's up. Go yo Owagadugo, and I'll know that you're a listener. There you go. Might be a new rally cry. I want. It. We're getting a, a dog in October, and well, that's, that's a great dog name. Owagadugo. Owagadugo. Wagsy. Wagsy. Wagsy for short. Yep. yep. From like or the, Dukes. From, from the Wiggles. Dukes. You, you know? named your dog Wag. That's lame. Yeah. Yeah, but it's short for Owagadugo. Yeah. Oh, burn. I had a guy. <laughs> I had a friend that named his dog Dog. Literally spelled out dog. D O G. Dog. <laughs> Kind of creative. I like Where it. I it's not great. It's no, I say how about this one? Yeah. If you say car keys fast enough, sounds like a good name for a dog. Car keys. Car keys. No. I, you know, I'm just so preoccupied with that. You're car getting keys. this dog in October and the whole <laughs> podcast is going to be riddled with like dog licensing rules and leash laws and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Anyway. Just preparing for it. All right, I got a question for you, oh, yeah. and I'm oh. going to. I'm so I heard you went to Auburn. Is this? I, I did. Yep. Undergrad. Undergrad. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to hold you. To, you better know this answer. Oh Jesus! All right. <laughs> so in uh, I went to Penn State. Okay. In 1996. Going, oh, I thought we were going for the tie Penn, game. Okay. Well, no. In 1996, Penn State crushed Auburn, 43-14. <laughs> in 2003, Auburn won late in the game, Capital One Bowl. Yep. What was the score? Um, now I remember this because I was crushed. You're blanking right now. We won a lot, so it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> um, By the I, way, I, against I, Penn State, you're one and one. I, I'll the, go with 10-7. No, it's 13-9. You're oh, oh. Okay, so that's your question. And now over to Kathy. This is your third question. Oh, my question. Oh, 0 for 2. I'm, I'm not doing well. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before the podcast, we talked about your kids. And, you know, typically. Oh, I know them. <laughs> if I get this one wrong, I'm yeah. really, really in trouble. You're not going to ask ages or names. I'm not going to stump you. Um, and most people ask, like, who's your favorite? I'm not going to ask that, but I am going to ask who's the most talented. <laughs> Ooh, talented at what? It's overall. Just overall. Like, you know, overall. like when people say, how are, they, how are the kids? Who's the top? Who's on the top of that list? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. I don't know if I can answer that because they're all so incredibly different. Um, I mean, I've got a second lieutenant in the Marines. I've got a horseback rider who's done phenomenal things. I've got a goalie. I've got a football player. Okay, go back goalie. That's yes. the crazy kid. Crazy kid, exactly. Let's, because okay. you got to be a little mentally deficient. Yeah, so you do. You do. Talented, Have you ever so met a hockey goalie? No, no, they've all. And walk away from that conversation going, he's normal. No, <laughs> no, you haven't. Nope, nope. They, they're they're yep. a special breed. Yep. So nope. tell us about Jack. Why uh, is he so crazy? He he uh, he has this perfect hockey goalie mentality mm-hmm. from the standpoint of anything that happens, not his fault. Yeah. Doesn't bother him. Mm-hmm. You know, anything, you know, go, you know, he could literally miss something completely. Yeah. It was because the defense screwed up, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's it. I mean, it's 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 amazing, and it, nothing bothers him. You know. 
Okay, so we asked you your I questions. I think you were so diplomatic about all your, like, you did great with this. I don't think you could go home and get in any trouble. And I, I do want to say. I'm not even telling them about this. Wait, I do want to say on were, social media, I do love the way you reference your wife. You call her your young bride. I, I just like that whole, like, You do you, love your wife, Cece. You, you talk to her. That's a very good but marriage. But the more he references, the way he references her, like, mm -hmm. I, I just think that that is really admirable. No, very adoring of your wife. Way out of my league. I doing everything I can to keep her from realizing what <laughs> yeah. an idiot I am you know what? and divorcing my ass and because she's a really good divorce attorney. Yes, I would I would like have my pickup truck and maybe whatever I'm wearing and th that's all I would get. Right. And so You I, married I, a high-profile Boston divorce attorney. I married right. somebody that works uh, with Wall Street people all day long. And uh, we're sitting back. I had a friend that told us, <laughs> that told us um, in every marriage, there's a settler and a reacher and you just need to know which one you are. Right. And I do. I know my place. No, I thank, thank God. Thank God, she settled. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she was a reacher. We should do a podcast, the Reachers. The Reachers, exactly. <laughs> Mike will have one called the Reach Around, but whatever. <sighs> okay, that <laughs> might get cut. That might get cut. Always a grenade. Well, so goes so well. So I was. I was I gotta go. Look at the time. What I was going to ask is. What what is your general area that you want a question in? Oh, that's that's, that's good, Mike. So we had up. we had three questions. We all stumped you, basically. Yep. No, that, that was. What's what's an area like if if all right? Let's say you're at because uh, no, Rick asked me this, and I'm like, let's I say really you're at, don't have. Let's some... say you're at Clyde's Barbecue, okay. and they're doing trivia night, and the the trivia host says, all right, next category is, what's the category you're like, I got this. Is it politics? Is it history? Is it Madonna? geography? I, I, I say probably, probably politics, 80s but I, I'm, I'm just not, I, maybe 80s movies. I mean, especially if you go, like, you know, maybe John Hughes 80s, 80s movies? movies? Okay. John Hughes, uh, yeah. But, it, but I'm, I'm just not, all right. trivia is not my thing. I mean, it's, it's, you know, what's the best 80s movie? Better Off Dead. Nope. Yes. Rain Man. I completely agree. Better, better off, off dead. dead. John Cusack. I'm a huge Better Off Dead, dead does not age as well oh as it you would think. I, I, yes, I, I actually does. have Better Off Dead in our minivan on a constant loop. And every yes. time any of my kids put in, they bring their friends. And the Challenger. Remember those two guys? I with want the, my two dollars. I mean, yeah. every, there's so many. The Sorry about your mom, Ricky. <laughs> there's so many great lines from that thing that you so see. So snow. Okay. Yep. So, okay, okay, that I'm is going to give you French dressing. All right, I gotta, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I probably got to like take off. I'm He's late. Okay. So, All right. Thank you so you much. You got to roll. Awesome. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, buddy. You're All awesome. Right, take care. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Thank bye, -bye. You very much. All right. That was state representative. Okay. Let's start that over. Why? I thought that went really well. Yeah. yeah. Between my trip up and you knocking a beer bottle over against <laughs> my electrical equipment that could seize up and die, you know, just a drop of that stuff. Um. Okay. So that was... State Representative Sean Dooley. He is um, representing the side of Medfield. That's 109 East, I believe, right? The other side of Medfield. If you're driving to Dunkin' Donuts, no, if Dunkin' Donuts is behind you and you're driving to Shaw's on 109, look to your right. That's his side of Medfield. Yes, the South Street side. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Is how so, most people would have gone. Well, I took a. A roundabout way of getting there. Yeah. Right? A visual. Yeah, a visual. Um, and I think that was um, beneficial to the listener, mm -hmm. especially to the person who doesn't necessarily know about South Street. I mean, right. it's not a major thoroughfare or anything. Right. Okay. Well, that wraps right. up. Not only is this wrapping up the show, guys, it's wrapping up season one. Yeah. 
We made it. Right. We did. So this last section, I'm going to just call it thank you messages. And I'll go first. And then we'll just hand it off to Kathy. And then, Michael, you can say what you'd like. And then we'll just say goodbye to our guests. Sure. Listeners. Thing. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, everybody, I want to say thank you for listening to us. Without the, the people listening, there's really no audience worth speaking to. And we would have a big waste of time on our hands doing this podcast, right? So we know that there's some people out there and that makes this all worthwhile. I'd like to also thank Kathy Ferris because she is a remarkable person who is such a giver. She wants to make people better. I want to be a better comic. She wants to help me get there. She wants to help people. She's offering classes all the time. She's coming onto this show. If you haven't noticed, the show got a lot better since she's become a fixture on it. I'd also like to thank uh, my wife, Leslie, for paying for all of this stuff <laughs> indirectly through my allowance. I'm kidding. Um, what else do I want? I want to say thank you to uh, our sponsors, Park Street Books, Mario's Lawn Care, Royal Pizza, The Comedy Studio, Larkin's Liquors, J3, and my favorite, Rosie's Lemonade Everything Stand. And last and certainly least, Michael. I say that as a joke. You, buddy, are my partner. And what people don't know is Mike and I are not like tight friends that go back seven, eight years. We met two years ago when he was teaching my kid in kindergarten. Yeah. And about six months ago, we said, we're doing this podcast. We kept talking about it. We're doing it. And we started breaking ground on the studio and you started making the logo and writing the song and here we are so you guys thanks a lot i want to come back in season two in october a little bit better a little more organized and prepared i feel like we're still learning but we're gonna be superstars someday this is the team kathy your turn okay well i misunderstood when you said thank yous i thought you said rants so i apologize okay cue it for um uh, for my speech i would first like to say that um is that the cue music for me to go already hey, well you've kind of been rambling <laughs> Jeez, Kathy, i after just that started dig. i mean what a season um it is i was flattered and it's an honor to be asked to do this um and how you have duct taped me into your intro <laughs> has just been well humbling humbling to say the least, um, and how you've MacGyvered me into this podcast <laughs> with my makeshift desk yes. of shop towels. We got to get a picture of this. And yeah, um, incidentally, um, MacGyver is not a show that I like to promote. It's a show that glorifies a handyman who's um, good under pressure and multitasks. Jeez, women have been doing that forever. <laughs> I have a sister who's a single mom with three kids and a bum knee, and she can do that in her sleep. I mean, try, um, I wish he would try to, you know, MacGyver or diffuse a seven-year-old twins coming off a sugar high when they only have 10 more minutes on their screen time. Try time. Try that, MacGyver. I'm like bumbling now, one, for emotion, two, because that. That music had just tripped me up. But three, I guess in summary, I'd just like to thank Jesus Christ and um, Mike and Rick for inviting me onto this podcast. Oh, uh, we're in good a- company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, uh, Mike, over to you. You want to thank Hitler with that haircut? Or... Oh, God. All right, guys. Here's the deal. On Thursday, when I um, when this show goes live on Thursday, I'm going to post a photo of my haircut, and you guys are going to weigh in. Does this look like Adolf Hitler? Okay, Mike, just get to the point. I get the music, too? I haven't even started yet. Oh. All right, so I'm going to try to keep it short. Uh, in the... Uh, brilliant joke of the movie clue this is where you guys jump in and say too late but uh i'm just going to remind everybody <laughs> like follow and share on instagram and facebook thank um, you somehow we just had two very long-winded speeches from uh two folks of the older generation and neither one of them even <laughs> oh. thought to mention the social media sick burn millennial which is how we get our se- ourselves still live with your there. mom so uh no i don't thanks though i've been on my own for quite some time now oh uh, she probably still sends you no like, follow, share wow. on Instagram and Facebook. Spread the word. Help us get the scuttlebutt out there to the masses because we want more AQs. Yes. <laughs> Send us your fan mail. Send us your hate mail. Yeah. We want it all. We do. Let's say you agree with Rick and you you see my photo on Thursday and you say, my God, he does look like Adolf Hitler. <laughs> if you agree with Rick, send in a comment, a letter, anything saying, Rick, you genius, Mike looks like Hitler. If you say, Mike looks nothing like Adolf Hitler, send Kathy or myself a note. If you're good. Oh my God, Rick's an idiot. We'll you, take it all. I want somebody to just draw on the little Hitler mustache and it completes the look. You need to just add that part. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to do that. By the way, has anybody ever ruined a look more completely than Hitler with the Chaplin mustache? You know, Charlie that was Chaplin a very... Chaplin made a career out of that look. He and did. then Hitler was like, oh, you know I what? think I'm going to do that as well. Mm, yeah, <laughs> the 1920s and 30s, that thing was, that was a fashionable, right. um, what do you call it, face, uh, facial hair style. Right. And then mustache, uh, you, you get will. one guy, kind of ruins it for everyone, right? Yep. You can't go back to that. But apparently, you can go back to his haircut. I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I see what you did there. You have the, the mixer. I don't. Okay. So. Anyway, we want we want to hear from you guys, and we want more inclusion of our listeners moving forward. So that's where you guys come in. If you have, if you stumble across a hilarious um, news story or Facebook post or whatever, and and you don't want to lash out at the person, but you know that Rick will. Yeah. Send it my way. Yeah, take a screenshot and send it to us. We love that stuff. Yeah, we do. And a number of our news stories this season have actually come from from listeners that that have submitted stuff through Facebook to us. Yeah, saying, "Oh my gosh, have you guys seen this yet?" Yeah. And um, as we grow, we want people in other towns and communities. You don't have yeah. to be from Medfield. That's it's what we speak to. It's what we know. It's where we live. Mm-hmm, but right. but um, it's kind of like the model town that we can speak to. But but if you're it's, listening from Elmwood, Illinois. Yep. We want you. I mean, yeah. let's face it. We already did one season. We've gone through midfield. We really need to branch out. We do. Yeah. We do. I want to know what's going on in other small yeah. towns across America. That are not called Medfield because we are the only Medfield. <sighs> We're going to talk to the Medfield neighborhood down in Baltimore next season <laughs> for sure. They have a a citizen community association or some something. Yeah. Like, they're we legit. Need to, we need to join that for we sure. Do. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up season one. We put a body of work together. We hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back a little bit better and fresher, ready to go in October for Mike Page and Kathy Ferris. I'm Rick Fink Jr. Oh, also for Megan Kelleher 
And our Miss Manager, um, Leanne Bravo. I'm Rick Fink Jr. And this is Small Town Scuttlebutt. We will see you later. That was another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt, the only podcast that reacts to the overreaction of other people reacting to small town problems. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend. Small Town Scuttlebutt is released every Thursday. Rick Fink Jr. and Mike Page and Kathy Ferris are mismanaged by the Bravo Talent Group. Send your comments, questions, and grievances to these guys through Leanne Bravo. Email her at bravo1 at smalltownscuttlebutt.com and she'll probably get back to you eventually. Check them out on Facebook too. And thanks for listening. Rick, can you make me one of those root beer floats like you made Charlie and Rosie before? Please.